All righty, folks, and I give you the pleasure of the Out of the Rough podcast once again. It's been a while. To be specific, it's been since the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't be specific. Um, We're really major. hasn't been any very... We're in major season. Yeah. Well... Yeah, it started with the Masters. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We don't. I mean, we're paying attention to the majors right yeah. now. I mean, we're watching other golf, but yeah. I mean, there really hasn't been too much to talk about. Um, Except so, for the boy Spieth. I was going to say, there's two minutes into the podcast. We're talking about the boy Spieth. <laughs> I mean, there still really hasn't been much to talk about Spieth. I mean, he was in contention for three days of just this past tournament, the Byron Nelson. I mean, yeah, but he's been in contention all year. I mean, can we just talk we, about that for a second? Oh, I mean, like for fuck's sake, man. He's the best golfer in the world right now. It's nuts. If you just go from the last four months in strokes gained, the distance between first and second is the same distance between second and tenth. Like, no one's even close to speed right now. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I, he's balling out. It's 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 required on podcast now for me to do this. <laughs> I mean, we are just over a minute into the podcast. Guys, speed. I don't even think I finished the intro. <laughs> you certainly did not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've been back, but uh, the only thing that brought us back is it is Monday before the PGA Championship at Kiwa Island, and we're going to fucking talk about it a little bit, and we're going to you know, give our thoughts about it, and it should be a, a cool tournament, the venue... Seems dope. Um, any tournament really here has been before my time in golf, paying attention to golf. So I'm interested to be able to watch, you know, a week of golf there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kiowa is going to be sweet. Um, I fucking would never want to play it, but I'm really excited to watch the pros play it. Um, longest major course ever played. Um, 7,876 yards this year. They made it even longer than when it was the longest in 2012. Um, and it's a peat die design. It's the hardest course rating of any course played on the professional tour. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be, uh, fair, like fairly meager wins, but probably still enough to bite. So it's, it's going to be a real test for people. I actually think this is going to be like a solid PGA championship championship major test versus a lot of the years where the pga is just kind of like i'm hoping it's gonna i mean uh i don't obviously i don't think it it's a links course but it's gonna play more like a links course if that makes sense yeah i i mean it it doesn't have fescue grass but it has uh pass pollen which is a little bit like thicker and stickier grass so it won't have the, the same run as something like the links courses would have, and it's going to be different for around the greens, but it's going to still have the same kind of ocean whipping wind and it's still going to be firm. And I, I think it's going to be a really, really good test for these guys. It's, it's going to be a links course, but as if it's a little bit Americanized, it's going to have that slightly different feel off the grass. The greens are going to be elevated a bit more, a little bit more dramatic than like your standard kind of flatter, um, closer to the ground kind of greens. Well, I guess they are ground, but like yeah, the, the ground level of the, of the, they're pretty close to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think the course is going to be really, really fun to watch. And 
I think this I think this is going to be a better if you flip the titles between U.S. Open and PGA this year, I think it would make more sense because I think this is going to be a harder test yeah. than Tory Pines will be. Yeah, I mean Tory Pines is not a U.S. Open. I mean, easy. Hey now, <laughs> Gary Woodland takes offense, and so I do don't I. know why. Why, why would Gary Woodland take offense? <laughs> if you said Tiger, sure, <laughs> but I don't know why Gary Woodland would take offense. Um, no, I I think this is going to be great. Uh, for for me, I think it clearly separates who's going to be in contention at this thing in, in a lot different way than a lot of courses do. In the same way that kind of Beth Page did, like there's only a certain skill set of people that are going to be in contention for this. And I mean, it's going to be popular for people to say like the long guys are going to be in it. And you know, there's going to be a priority on distance. It's going to be a priority on being able to navigate the wind. But for me, you have to have your a game this week or, or you're going to get ejected. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. Um, it's really the first PGA championship in a while that I've actually been like real excited about. Um, I can't really even think of a PGA championship. I've been really excited about, to be honest. Like I, I'm always stoked cause it's a major, but, uh, it's my least favorite major. And this one seems different. It seems more like an open championship to me, like the vibe I get for an I mean, open. We've been sorely missing the open too. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you're right. If you think back at it, like TPC Harding Park, nah. Yeah. Bethpage, nah. Bell Reeve, <laughs> Like, it just hasn't been, it hasn't been like a slew of course. Like, it's been good action at them. Like, Morikawa's win was sweet. Brooks was putting on a fucking yeah, clinic Brooks the first three Beth days Page at Bethpage was, was wild. Yeah, and then mean, Tiger well, versus Brooks I, at Bell Reeve was. Yeah. I was also talking about going into it. Like, yeah. I haven't yeah. been like super stoked going Brooks into it. Brooks had like, a lot of hype because it was the repeat and all of that, but. Brooks was just on his tear. Right, that was like in the middle of his tear, right at the end of it. Yeah, but. and they they had talked a lot about how they were trying to Brooks proof the course with crazy tall rough and that only, super long only helps him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's make it easier for the guy. To yeah. Win. <laughs> also, just hand up. I was completely mixed up pebble beach and tory pines and that's why i said gary you, you, did you think we were going back to <laughs> yes i was like tory pines just yeah. two years after he had won it that'd yeah be, that'd that be crazy. would be crazy i'm just if he thought i pebble thought was tory pebble pines, was tory pines, going pines. Back like, to tory no, pines in two years quick turnaround yeah um no i mean i would say the last time i like enjoyed i mean the pjs have been at pretty mediocre courses but have been fun watches. Like, I mean, 2017, when JT won at Quail Hollow, was really cool to watch. Tiger and Brooks going at it in 2018 was cool. Uh, Brooks destroying Beth Page for three days was actually pretty cool. I don't, but, and then uh, TPC Harding Park and Colin Morikawa. Four great winners, four cool performances, pretty meh courses. I think this is the first course I'm going to be thrilled to watch people try to navigate it yeah because hopefully it, you get a good winner yeah, yeah. i mean it, this it wouldn't it would be serendip or i guess it'd be ironic it that you, you get a bad winner at but the on, good on, on the good course yeah. if there were odds for that i'd probably take it yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably true yeah this it's is gonna be a random it's gonna be like and cam trangali takes it home with <laughs> <laughs> his finger guns um no but i think you know the fairways are relatively wide um, but it's pretty penal once you're off of them. 
but for me, the precedent, the the value, the the, the priority in play this week is going to very much come at a length off the tee, but still be able to keep it in play, obviously. The ability to play in the wind, being able to flight your balls, being able to kind of navigate the crosswinds, yeah. and just being able to handle it because the course is pretty much broken out where the first like six holes is in the wind. Yeah. And then the middle of it, you're kind of trailing back to the clubhouse, and then your way back out is with the wind as well and then coming back in so it's like your first six holes and your last six holes or your like four each that you're dealing with the wind so people have got to be kind of mentally strong yeah that they can if they bobble at the start they can rebound and that they can finish strong so it was really interesting i was reading that one of pete Dye's favorite things about this course was that there is no prevailing wind and that you get a lot of shifts out there so like it, it could be the first day it plays that way and the second day we have a whole nother mess. I I, I don't yeah, know. It'll be interesting. I was looking at the forecast for this week just because I'm with sure it being probably on, seasonable season. Yeah. Seasonable season. Seasonal. Seasonal winds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like we're coming into the end of spring, so I'm sure there's a, a more prevailing wind for each season. Yeah, probably. I I you know, me. I wouldn't know what that wind is for there, but the first three days from looking at the forecast are going to be similar wind directions. Yeah. Obviously it's temperamental with it being on the coast. Um, but, and then I think the last day it kind of flips. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I think the three day winds I think is the more interesting wind. So I'm glad we're getting it for the majority of the days. I, I don't really like the idea of it being kind of like easy at the beginning and easy at the end. I'd like people being tested coming in. Yeah. Um, so not that it'll be easy. Of course, it's gonna be hard to shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of like what we're getting with the draw of the weather. And I, look, I think we're gonna get. I have a hard time believing we're gonna get a bad winner, just because it's gonna be so demanding. And if someone yeah. did win, then they were playing some incredible yeah, golf. Then they were a good winner just by what they did. But uh, speaking of winners, the last time we played here and the last time we had a winner here was in twenty uh, twenty twelve, and it was by Rory McIlroy. And he won by eight strokes, the yeah. largest winning victory of any PJ Championship in history. Um, his uh, nearest compatriot uh, in the field was David Lynn at minus five, and he he won at minus thirteen. Uh, Keegan Bradley was T third. Ian Poulter was T third. Justin Rose was T third. Uh, Steve Stricker was T seventh. So there's definitely some big names in the mix there at the time uh, to give him a run for his money and. Young Roy was just putting the fucking pedal down. Were any of those guys kind of talking about the narrative of being long? I I wasn't paying attention to golf in 2012. Was Rose Steve considered Stricker a and... long ball hitter in 2012? No one near Rory's level. Right. Either. Only until like the I feel like the last five six years is where guys are starting to hit it out by Rory. Yeah. When he came on tour. From what I understand, he was significantly longer than most people. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, like, there were still people that were like peaking at that point. Like Justin Rose had gotten a T third the previous year at the PGA Championship, and the following year he got he he won his U.S. Open. So um, it, f- there was a lot of people that were playing some really good golf going into that, and he just took it was a it was the longest uh, major venue up to that point, and he was the longest driver on tour, and he just right. Put him to Ran bed. away. Yeah, put him to bed. And he was scrambling and putting his ass off too, which is something to keep a note, note of too, is that like because you have such long holes, you're approaching from really far you're away. Missing greens. Which you're missing yeah. greens. 
And so because of that, you're going to have to have pretty tight short game and past Palm is like really sticky grass. Right. So like you're not going to see people like you would at the open championship on a Lincoln style course, like putting it up to the green. It's right. Like, you're going to be clipping you're some shots. Your short game is going to be really tight. So those like the kind of guys that I would be focusing on trying to see them play well, the guys that have obviously really good off the tee, but kind of find themselves in these areas where they have to scramble and are good, yeah. good at scrambling. You know, you, you would, I mean, the first person that would come to mind for something like that is like JT, right? Yeah. Is that someone who's long off the tee, but has incredible short game. Yeah. Those are the sorts of people where I think I would put a premium and PGAs are where JT had his best performances. Right. So, uh, but speaking of players and uh, who we think are well suited for the course, uh, we have a couple, a few lists uh, <laughs> broken out. Uh, we took the the top, you know, bit of the field of anyone who's as uh, far stretch bet as uh, thirty to one and up is the top of the field. Then we have midfield, which is thirty to one to hundred to one, and then we have bottom field, which is anyone who's over hundred to one. And we took two people uh, a section. And uh, we'll send it to the end of the table. Ryan, who do you got in your top of the field, the the, the favorites in the field? So Are we going to each say our top of the field? Let's, and let's go, go one and and then come back yeah. just to see. So yeah. the first one I've got, and I, I looked at this a little bit of who do I think is a good value um, in this top field. And the first one I've got is the guy DJ. He hasn't been on form recently. I think he's due. He hits the long ball, obviously, still the best, one of the best golfers in the world. Um, and I think this is a good course for him to show up and, and just dominate it with his distance. And, and if he gets the putter going, he's got a good shot. I mean, he's played there probably more than most people have. Um, he's from the area. I had him picked as our – I think he was who I picked early when we were making our major predictions for it. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately have kind of changed my mind on that. Uh, he withdrew this last week because of his knee. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where he's at with that. He may have withdrew to make sure he was good for, good this, for week. this week. Yeah. Um, but all of that being said, I haven't liked his form recently. Sure. And it's it, it's interesting. I, I think he's a safe pick. I think the odds have adjusted for him That's, because of that fact. And I think he's not a bad pick for his odds, which is 1700. He's in it right in there with That's the also uh, Xander what, and Victor. What he Hovland. prefaced it yeah. as going into it. Like yeah. good value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, if we had, if, if we had ran this tournament, you know, two or three months ago, he would be up near Rory's figure. At, Rory for yeah. sure. So I, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad pick. I think it's kind of, this is, this is all a gamble, but I think yeah. that's you're gambling on more than just what you For know. Sure. We'll know on Thursday what it'll look like. I think he's either going to have it or he won't, and it'll be it'll be quick with what form he's in with his knee and stuff like that. But yeah, at seventeen hundred, I like the odds. Who's your Who's the other one? So the second one I've got is a guy who's the opposite of DJ, playing really well right now. Recently found some some extra distance, and that's Daniel Berger. Uh, I think finished fourth this last weekend. Been playing really good golf for the last two years. As I said, he, he found an extra 20, 30 yards off the tee. And uh, I think he's got a good run at it with the way he's playing. I think that's a great pick. I, I think Daniel Berger is, I think for most people, probably a sleeper going into this week. But he's just been playing steady golf for almost two years now. Yeah. And he's been showing up at majors too. And like I said, you get... 30 to one on him. So it's really good odds as well. If we're looking at it from a, a gambling standpoint. Yep. No, I agree. 
How does Daniel play in the wind? He has a low ball flight, so yeah. I think it's going to help out quite a bit. But how does he, he smothers play the shit out of the ball? I don't know where you find that <laughs> stat. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, has he won at courses that you know have a lot of wind? I, I, I could not say. I can say he's just been he, around he's won the top at Pebble, 10. Right? He won at Pebble out. this yeah. last year, right? Yeah. Am yeah. I, am I th- imagining that? No, yeah, that, he beat, that, he beat Spieth so and won at Pebble. Some, but yeah. I think not this year, past year. He, he, yeah. This year. But, but yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah, so he has experience playing well in ocean courses. Look, yeah, you solved th- your own riddle. But I don't think it was windy this year. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't. It was pretty stagnant. I think it was rainy and... I don't know about DB straight vibing with a windy situation. I think he's a good pick. But we'll see. We will see. I know that he'll be vibing, though. (laughs) Straight vibing. Off the tee, he's getting almost a stroke. Approach, he's getting almost a stroke. And tee to green, he's all together like a stroke and a a quarter. Yeah, but we're playing a different kind of course. But it shows that his ball striking is good, which is paramount in the wind. This is true. Dave, what do you say is true? What what do we got going on with you here? (laughs) All right. Well, I kind of didn't know we were doing this until right before this podcast. So I just looked at a list, looked at some names that stuck out to me, and I went with them. That's also how I approach every (laughs) podcast, if anyone's listening at home. uh, With that being said, my top of the field picks – we're starting off with Rory. Look, I mean, <laughs> it's never a bad idea to you're, pick the favorite. You're, you're, you're not going to get much pushback from me on yeah, that. Well, um, let me just go into it for a second. I really should like, we pre- preface this by saying he is the he's the odds favorite at eleven to one or plus eleven hundred, and the nearest person, at least as of recently was justin thomas who's 13 to 1 who was 14 to 1 the day before yeah and rory does get a a bump from the public generally just because he's a big name and so he's always going to be lower i think more so than a jt or like a rom or those guys with his nike affiliation and his dominance back in the i would say this is completely earned though oh for sure go ahead dave um so, yeah, I am a, a big fan that he has gone to a cut with his driver, something predictable, and he knows he's going to hit the fairway. That is definitely going to help this week. Um, finding fairways, and he's long. Um, if he can do that, Rory is going to be hitting greens. Um, and it's just a matter of if he has his short game going. And... If that's the case, he's going to be in contention come the weekend. It was it was going at Wells Fargo. Yeah. So, so I like what I saw at Wells Fargo. He won the fucking tournament. Um, it is a course that, you know, suits him, obviously. So I don't know how you want to take that. But uh, the fact that he's hitting a cut off the tee is uh, intriguing. Um, it was cool the, that he hit a draw. Like he, no one really does that, but um, yeah, I think it'll. I think it's gonna work for him. I think just going into it with a different game plan is kind of uh, gonna help him out. Something different than what he's used to. A change in just the rhythm of his his game and whatnot. And then going back to a place where he won a major before. Yeah, dominated. Um, yeah. So no, all that combined, I think, is gonna be 
going to be good for him. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of things going for him. Plus, he also had a kid recently. Did he? I hadn't heard that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, she's going to be like 16. Be like, <laughs> he had a kid Roy's recently. proud father, he was teaching driving lessons earlier today, and now he's driving the hell out of the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I think more stuff about Roy, too, is that like I don't think you can put much more like emphasis on the fact that like it can't be understated how much of a difference it seems like Pete Cowan's made too for him. Yeah. Like he's playing a different game right now and it seems to be providing results now. Like he didn't get, he didn't have the performance he wanted to at Augusta when he had first kind of made the switch and then he didn't play for four weeks dialed in stuff. Was it four weeks? It wasn't four weeks, Yeah. but it was like three. Yeah. And then he comes back and he wins Quill Hollow, a course he's comfortable with that he historically plays well and has won before kind of the same thing as going on this week. And he's a, he's a momentum player. Like yeah. Rory always kind of like has these cold spots. And then when he finds his form and gets then hot, it's, insane. it's fucking crazy. And he kind of like maintains that heat. So I, I think we're catching Rory. He's Rory's catching form at the right time. Is it crazy for me? And I'm completely making this narrative up a longer course like this. I feel like where Rory struggles the most is his distance control with wedges and controlling his spin and actually putting wedges close. And with a course that's this long, he's, he's not going to have, have wedge any in, wedges so in his be hand. Yeah. I think that could definitely play a part and potentially help him. Um, but what I was going to say is, I don't know if y'all heard, and I don't know where I heard it from. I would like to give it credit to someone, but I can't remember. But uh, it might have just been Rory himself on Golf Channel or something. But at Wells Fargo, if he... Uh, I think it was Thursday. If he didn't have an afternoon tea time, he wasn't going to play because his neck. Yeah, because his hurt neck was hurting him. Yeah, it was. It was his press conference that he yeah. said that in. Yeah, but that uh, was after the fact. He said it. Yeah, of course. It's kind of easy to say it after yeah. the fact. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was after the win. I think it was after. I think it was after his round on Thursday. Yeah, but uh, anyways, who knows if that neck issue is still flaring up or anything? That's the only thing I can think of. He, that's he really took. He took a back. week off. So. Yeah. But, and get kind of sorted out. Hopefully, it doesn't linger. But so, who else did you have, Dave? Yeah, who's your other top dog? My other top dog was the boy Jordan Spieth. Dude, I'm so glad you picked Rory and Jordan because I didn't choose them, but I really wanted to talk about them, and it's just so great that you chose them so we can talk about them. Both on kids fantasy team as well, and well, both in my care. wolf bag. I don't care if they're on his fantasy team or not. Those are just the names that stood out to me. Well, he means like course. why I want to talk. No, about yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I mean, who doesn't, doesn't want to change. talk about Rory and Spieth? That's yeah, kind of I mean, like does, the, this whole thing. Doesn't change the fact like doesn't none of that played into the reasoning for me picking them or not picking them. But uh, Spieth, I mean. Like I've always said, it something clicks. Bet something clicks. Best player in the world. He is the best player in the world right now. So I mean, and if anyone can flight the ball and hit a shot shape that he needs to hit, it's Jordan. And he has the best short game in the world when he's on. And I mean, he can win anywhere. So I he can. So this is really important to me, Dave. <clears throat> Kid is clearly baiting you right now. I'm not baiting you for the ROM thing. Yes. No, I said he's take... the best player in the world, not the number one player in the yeah, world. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. You, you've taken the position as the ROM stand, and I feel like there's some baiting going on. That's all. No, it, 
Spieth is the best player in the world right now. If you look at it for the last four months, he's, he's the best playing player in the world right lights now. out golf. I just uh, somebody's got to stand for Rom. It's not going to be Dave. This is not the right time to do it. Okay, I mm. uh, I say what I say, <laughs> okay. and I mean what I say. I think that's fair, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, You could catch me in two back-to-back sentences saying that Spieth is the best player in the world, and then. Me saying that Rom is the best player in the world. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Those two sentences so, could come side by side. And I could mean every single you word could, coming out you, of my mouth. You would definitely say them with total conviction. I don't doubt it for a second. And I could mean it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant by conviction. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went with Spieth. And he did, I just think he could, he, he, if he need, if it, if it's howling, He'll keep the ball low and he'll have fun doing it. And yeah, everyone he, else will be struggling and Spieth will be like, cool, I'm hitting fucking four irons under the wind all day and I'm hitting it fucking three quarters or whatever he needs to do. When it comes to adapting to a course, course management, weather conditions, wind, flooding your ball, shaping it, when it, when you have to play against the course and not against other people, that's where Spieth And also yeah, a point thrives. you brought up at the beginning of the show uh, – Want, being able to come back after potentially bad round, bad holes at the beginning. Oh my gosh! And coming back, and he he has just dealt with two years of that. Saturday, just, yeah. just he, he he was struggling on Saturday. Well, whatever, he, however long. He, well, even mid round, like on Saturday, he was struggling in the back nine. Then he chips in for eagle, on, or he puts in on eagle on eighteen. Yeah, it's like he right. finds a way again. Like it, it, he's just back to kind of being a grinder. The yeah. best athletes in the world have a short term memory. He, he forgets things very quickly. It doesn't phase him that he just made double after he pulled one left. You're you're exactly right. He definitely has that ability. Yeah, he he has he has that ability to switch things on and off. And if there's one more way to lean into what you're saying, Dave, is that he was absolutely puring his fairway woods this week. <laughs> just like if people are gonna be a long ways out from holes, the command he had over his three wood. This week was crazy. Like you would be, you'd hear him there and be like, "God damn it, sit down!" And then like it lands on like the back edge of the green, and then just like checks just up, checks up. And you're just like, "Jesus!" <laughs> like what? <laughs> like Ow. people are like blowing it over this green. They're missing it left and yeah. right. Like he, he just has complete command over his golf ball right now. Yeah. It's incredible to watch. Yes, fantastic pick, Dave. Like his odds are way lower than you would think. At fourteen to one, with like where he is, like in the world rankings, or where he is with. But once again, huge name, really good recent form, and he's he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think we're over to me, huh? We are over to you. Um, I can keep mine relatively uh, brief because I already spoke on it bri- briefly. Uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah. I, it's kind of hard to argue with uh, someone who, if win, winning this week, could get number one in the world. Uh, someone who is statistically the second best player on the planet right now via strokes gained. Yeah. Um, and he is long off the tee, has all the artistry that you need to work with the wind, has impeccable short game, historically plays well at the PGA. And I think he's just due for another major, man. I, I, like, he, it's it's really easy to make an argument for Justin Thomas because he's Arguably the greatest ball striker on tour right now. Yeah, his talent's insane. He he's one that I really wanted to pick and was trying to get a little cute not to pick him. Because yeah, I mean the dudes when he's on and he has especially a little bit of that Brooks vibe of like when we get in the majors, I'm gonna turn it on and be hyper competitive and go get it. Yeah, I mean I, I 
it's time for him to start showing up at major events like he does at normal tour events. Yeah. And especially WGCs. Like, yeah. I want him to come with that, basically the mentality where it's like, look, it's going to be, I got a few guys to beat. Like, the Brooks mentality. Like, there's yeah. only there's only there's 12 guys, guys here, here who can give me a run for it. Yeah. Because I'm better than everybody else. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of mentality I want to see him come in with that kind of killer instinct because I think he can do it. And um, if he can just kind of stay mentally tough with how difficult this place is going to be there's going to be some and, I, th- out and, there, I, yeah. and I liked his instagram post today about how like he had is like a 240 yard par three and he uh like hit a perfect shot and then went right into the water he's like it's going to be tough like he, yeah. he like you can just kind of feel him being in the right mentality for this preparing for what's coming yeah um so that that wraps up my jt uh bit you know i recommend anybody betting on jt at this point it, it feels right yeah um my second pick in the top spot is Victor Hovland. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Victor Hovland has been, I think, silently one of the steadiest golfers of this year. Um, statistically, I think he's a, he's in the top. He is number six in uh, strokes gained total right now. And he, the biggest brunt of that is his command of the ball off the tee. And his true stroke gain uh, tee to green. So, like, his ball striking in his tee game is so solid right now that, like, he's the kind of guy where I'm, like, put a long iron in his hand, and he's going to be one of the few guys that are actually hitting these greens and holding yeah. them and staying. His, his, you know, the formula for me, I think, on this event is off the, like, accuracy and distance off the tee and strong short game around the greens. But I'm kind of breaking that convention and going with Victor Hovland, who's statistically pretty average around the greens. And has said himself that he it's, sucks it's at chipping but it's improved dramatically he used to lose quite a bit to the field and now this year he's just with the field yeah so if he can find a little bit of something to save him around the greens i think this could be his week yeah when he's so he's fourth just strokes gained off the tee and sergio garcia is somehow number two i think that's an anomaly and like he's in the mix of being some of the best guys just off the tee not tee to green and in a event like this with the wind and being fucking stupid long, I think he's a really good pick. Yeah, I I, I think I think it, there's going to be a premium being long. There's going to be a premium being in the fairway. And if he's as good as he has been with his irons, yeah. then like, look, if he's missing greens, he's missing them rarely, and he's not missing them by much. Yeah. And I think he's going to be able to figure out, you know, getting a few little up and downs from a, a few key areas. But he's going to be the one who's going to be having the birdie looks. And if yep. he can just keep his putter under control, he, he's a slightly above average putter. But I, I like him. I, I think I think he's great value for where he's at. And just for anyone who doesn't know where he's at, he's 22 to 1. And if this if the top tier or the top of the field is one to thirty, that's at the bottom end of that yeah. of that top group. And I think that he's great value at twenty two to one. Yeah. Uh did we want to snake it or go back to you? I think I've talked for long enough. Yeah, yeah, I can we can go back to me. So this next flight we've got what do we say, three to ten, basically, or four to ten? Uh we're yeah, we're doing uh three thousand to ten thousand. Yeah. So I technically could have gotten away with Daniel Berger at my three to one in my second flight and put him up there, but no, no. Daniel Berger on Vegas Insider is thirty to one, and if thirty to one is is the cutoff, so it's thirty one and up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So either way, it doesn't matter because I have conviction in this next guy, and that's Scotty Chef. Hell Um, yeah! Another one who's long off the tee, been in really good form this year. We've seen a lot of good golf out of him. Um, I think he plays a generally pretty low ball as well. No, he does not. <laughs> he does not. Damn it! I was really hoping that was. Figured I had fifty-fifty chance. 
But no, I feel good about Scotty Chef. He has a low start, but yeah, like it, it, it finishes high. It's a ballooning climbs, ball. Yeah, it climbs fast. Yeah. Either way, I feel good about Scotty. Like I said, he's been in really good form this year. Played well at the WGC here in Austin. Um, and again, I'm, I'm counting on that long ball. Yeah, I mean, his strength is his, is his iron game. His ball striking is the best part of his game. He's good off the tee. Like he's getting almost a stroke off the tee. But, you know, I, I don't know if this will be the right venue for Scotty. I'm hoping it, it will be. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make the cut. I think he's gonna have some impact on the weekend, but I don't think he's gonna be front running this thing. He might sneak into like a top twenty, top ten. Well, I, I would take that. Um, so you yeah, I mean, you will notice that's a, a top twenty bet for someone. Yeah, out there, yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be a win bet. Top you know, twenty you can, is you the way to bet you golf. Want to bet. You can do whatever <laughs> you want to do. This is your life to live. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to ever hate on a Scotty Chef pick. No, I love I'm, the chef. I'm becoming a big Scotty Chef fan. Yeah, he's, he's definitely growing on me. He's going to do well this week. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more, Dave. Why do you think that? Yeah, why? Why? Um, why? I have not seen him in the wind. <laughs> he grew up in Texas. Yeah, I was going to say his game is almost entirely a navigating wind. Well, we'll see this week, won't we? Yes, we will. All right, so we'll dive into my second pick there. Um, so you'll notice a trend. I based most of these picks on how these guys are scoring strokes gain T to green. I think if you're hitting fairways, it's going to be a good week. And uh, I've got Mr. Terrell Hatton in there in my second pick. He's in the top 20, I believe, in strokes gained off the tee. Or Tyrell. Yep. Tyrell Terrell, yes. That is my guy. Um, again, based solely off of, I think he's a good value at, what did we have him at? He's pretty think, low. He's at 4,600 to one. So I think Tyrell will finish better than Chef. Okay. Well, then we're moving the right I trust, direction. I trust Ty, Tyrell in the, Tyrell, Tyrell in the, in the wind. It's uh, Tyrell. Okay. Uh, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Thank you, kid. Tyrell. I wish you would have done that two minutes ago. Um, I trust him in the wind more than the chef daddy this week. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are low on my second round. No, no I, I like I, Tyrell. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like Scotty over Tyrell. Okay. Well, tell us, Dave, what do you have? Oh, are we going to me? We don't want yeah, to we, speak on Hatton anymore. You got something to say about Hatton, Dave? Um, I like that. I, we're just calling him Hatton. Now that feels safer. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Um, I, I like him. I like his, uh, like I said, I feel like this feels more like an open than it does a PGA. Um, and I just like the boy Hatton over the chef for sure. Um, you can chalk that one down. Um, and if there's a head to head bet, there's a chance that exists. Yeah. They're not going to, that wouldn't be a head to head one. They might, someone might do it. Maybe the right. Internet's here. a crazy place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, someone I like have... does like Rory against like fucking, <laughs> fucking Louis Oosthuizen against Greg Koch <laughs> or Jim Herman. Jim Herman has a shot this week. Tune in later. <laughs> Anyways, he's at ten. He's at a thousand to one. Bet a dollar, win a thousand. Whoa, that's right. <laughs> 
Anyways. Or you can get a McDonald's value menu and keep your money for something. But is that worth it? You could get the excitement of having money on the line with Jim Herman for the win. Junior cheeseburger. <laughs> the, the only yeah, way. but how long does that last? This lasts at least two days. The uh, burger lasts two days, 30 minutes, strange. and then you no, feel like you're going to you really commit think, suicide. Friggin', if you really think about it, the like re- rest of the evening because your stomach <laughs> is fucking fucked up. If you really think about it, like someone who enjoys McDonald's food would probably get maybe like 20 minutes out of that burger, right? Or like maybe less than that, like 15 minutes. But that's going to be like like a million percent more coverage than he, Jim Herman gets on the podcast. That, that's true. <laughs> you, you will actually get to witness that. Unless you're really enjoying looking at the app and like, oh, oh my, god, my god, he's one over through the two. bogey, we're good. <laughs> if it was the Masters, you could freaking watch every shot of this. Well, this is the PGA. And good old CBS has the first two days of coverage, so thank God I get to hear Val though. <laughs> um, so you had old Tyrrell and you had Scotty, right? Yes. Hell yeah, Dave. <laughs> you want to hear my mid tier? That's right. Yes, that's what we're doing. I have first off, I have my boy. Joaquin Nimon. I mean, I, anyone could guess that. Yeah, I thought about that one too. I mean, anybody's good ball flight low. Is he going to play good in the wind? Probably. <laughs> Is he accurate? Uh, accurate enough? <laughs> that Can means- he hit a low stinger driver? We've all seen it. <laughs> so, I like his odds. Um, I like him. And he's accurate off the tee, and he's got a good ball flight for here. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that goes without saying. It's a matter of if his short game is there this week, and it rarely is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about the greens out here? I don't know. Much. Are they relatively flat? Well, I know for sure that they are green, um, and they don't even use irrigation. That's just a little birdie told me that earlier today. A little and, birdie, uh, name kid. <laughs> and uh, um, no, they're not crazy. Yeah, they're they're not like. They're not like Augusta. Like they're not gonna like sure. trick people. Yeah, they're fair. Yeah. Nothing exciting. They're just they're greens. They're gonna they're gonna be good. Yeah. Um. You, so you, you had the Chilean. Who else do you have? Uh, are we done talking about Joaquin? Or are you done are talking you? about Joaquin? <laughs> I am. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. look. I think he he's gonna have to play above his standard play around the greens because he's not I think very it's strong. About on the time greens. Joaquin shows up at one of these. And I think this week is going to be it. Is he going to win? I don't know. But I think you can lock him in for a T20. I don't think you can lock him in for a T20. <laughs> lock in seems like a strong. <laughs> I think you could lock him in. You are definitely capable of doing <laughs> such. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Kid wouldn't, but you definitely could do it. And would it be a bad idea? There's worse ideas. You could get a junior cheeseburger from McDonald's. <laughs> Either way, I like the boy Joaquin this week. That's why I picked him. Uh, so well, I'm just going. I'm going through his past uh, major performances right now. Masters, Masters two, Masters T forty, the U.S. Open T twenty three. Okay. okay. It's not a T20. Yeah, but that's uh, harder <laughs> P- conditions. P- the previous PGA Championship, miscut. Yeah, where was that at? Which one? 
No, probably not TPC the hardest park horse. Oh, that was a hundred percent COVID related. Okay, like True. it was a weird year. He he was just not feeling it. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you guys talked about where, it. Where what? Where do you finish the last uh, open at uh, Port Rush? Oh, it's a great question, Dave. I'm looking at it right here. Miss cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was probably jet lagged and just wasn't. But feeling but it. but we can go back to the previous PGA right before it. No, let's go back to the best, the open before that. That's what I want to hear. But the PG, the no, PGA championship, the one, the PGA. the PGA championship, it, the one that we're about to play. No, no, no. That, that one, a, I was, I've been saying it's more like an open. So let's go back to the open. I get it, but this PGA right here, no, I miss Kai. <laughs> I miss Kai. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. that's why I said let's go back to the open before that. Um, I mean, so that would have been, uh, what was that? Were Frankie one? Yeah, Carnoustie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the four hundred, the one hundred and forty seventh uh, Open Championship at Carnoustie. I was like, four, "What are you talking about?" Um, let's see if he was any even in the field first. That's that's the main thing here. Uh, so Joaquin Neiman was not in the field at Carnoustie. Uh-huh. So he didn't miss the cut. That's true. That's a fact. <laughs> you can okay. bank on that one. Not not a T20, though. <laughs> yeah. So with all that being said. Historically, not a great major performer. With all that being said, you definitely could put him down for a top 20 if you felt like it. I think he could get a top 20, <laughs> I think, Dave. I think it's possible. My, my sure. resistance was toward the idea of locking him in yeah. for a top 20. Like, <laughs> he's going to be there. Yeah. Don't worry. All right, well, I'm thinking he is going to be there. That's why I got him in my midfield pick. There you go. That's a kid. What do you have? Well, uh, I Dave still have my still second guy. One. Oh, my God. We spent too much time walking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least we know he missed a lot of cuts. is a previous major champion. Has the ball flight and capabilities of doing well in this course, in my eyes. And it is the boy, Shane Lowry. All right. Hmm. You're really leaning on the this is an open championship. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is just <laughs> yeah. I am. This is the open I, uh, at Kiowa. I think it's gonna play more like an open. So yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. That's the entirety of. of <laughs> <laughs> okay, he won the last British Open. So. No, I, I, I you're Shane also Lowry's a Shane game, guy. Well, Shane Lowry's been playing pretty decent golf as of lately, at least from what I've seen. And uh, I feel like he does show up relatively decently during majors. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's just my feeling. Let's not investigate. With him. <laughs> he, he, yeah, I mean, his strength right now is tee to green, and he's gaining .84. Um, he's losing strokes putting, which you don't want to see that. Yeah, but that can change week to week. That's the way trends work, though. <laughs> it hasn't. But, but yes. it could. It could. Yeah, he he has to have a I good mean, putting I know week. From my golf game, that like I show up to the course and all of a sudden I'm putting well. And then know? that'll oh, look. I wouldn't use yourself <laughs> yeah, as a barometer for consistency of pro golf. Um, I'm the just other saying that's golf. The other part of it is if we think there's going to be a premium ar- around the greens, he's .18 strokes gained. So it, he's not really. He's pretty average on both those fronts. Uh, he's also sixty first. Just off the tee only gaining 0.2 strokes which we think there's going to be a premium there look 
at the end of the day, you're in the midfield. You don't have the best strokes gained performers out there. Dave is leaning on this thing being a lookalike to the (laughs) Open Championship, which, you know, there's some credibility behind that. Um, Would I have gone with Shane Lowry? No. But hey, like, but I mean, let's take into context. What's his odds at? I mean, I'm just thinking about him as a player. I mean, Uh, 7,500. Look, that's That's not value. I mean, that's, I mean, would I go with Sung Jae instead of him? Who's right at the same value? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Has Sung Jae won a major championship before? Firstly, Shane Lauer has been on tour like quintupled. Like longer than Sung J M. Sounds like you're avoiding that. And Sung J M has been in like four majors, and he's gotten solo second at one of them. Yeah, I mean, let's be, what, let's let's dial it back a little bit. It wasn't a normal Augusta major there. Okay, whatever, Dave. I'm just saying <laughs> that like Sung J is probably, I think, a stronger pick than Shane Lowry this week. But. I don't know. I don't know if I've liked the form of Sung J this year. He hasn't really done anything upstanding you know like it's not sung jay of last year i'll say that for sure well, he bought a house he's furniture shopping and stuff most of the time sung, sung jay strokes gained his, his mind is elsewhere yeah. he's look he's an ikea you hoist strokes gained as like the thing that you fall whenever you talk about rom being the number one player in the world sung jay strokes gain right now is plus 1.15 against the tour average shane lowry is plus 0.79 like they're not close yeah but this is a different course look we'll see courses for courses I'll, you want to do a bet who finishes better shane lowry or sung jay shane lowry or sung jay who's ten, gonna ten, do 10 bucks better. that i think sung jay will do better than <laughs> shane lowry well, welcome to the, the musical portion of the show folks <laughs> next we have dave um, doing a dolly parton song I will do that if you also take the Joaquin and Chef bet. No, it we'll was Tyrrell and Chef. Well, that, he I had Tyrrell and Chef. He had Joaquin as his other. I get it, but no one was talking about Joaquin and Chef next to each other. Like that was <laughs> okay, never. That's what I meant is Tyrrell and Chef. No, I just want to do. I don't. I don't know about <laughs> Chef's game with the the wind. Like with with his ball flight being high, I think yeah, he I plays mean, well in the wind because of Texas. It if but I get Terrell and no, Dave, you were just shit talking Sungjae. You're they're taking the bet against Sungjae. But you were also talking nice about Chef. I will always talk nice about <laughs> Chef. Chef is kind of his guy. So why aren't you backing your guy? Because I'm not. I haven't seen it out of him recently. He's been kind of meandering the last month. All right, fine. I'll take it. The Sungjae versus, I've already lost it. So, Shane you Lowry. Can do this. <laughs> yeah, as long he's as so forgettable, you, man. As, as long as you take the. Tyrell you said you were gonna do it. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we're I'm kidding. On. I will take it. All right, cool. Lock it in. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. My Kid's boy. gonna log that in a spreadsheet now. <laughs> yep, that's true. I will. So, and then ten for Terrell and Chef. No. <laughs> I feel like he's been pretty clear on his stance. Terrell plays decent in majors. I, he might show up, but I've been fading him recently. Somehow he's still ninth in the world. I don't fucking get it. You'll see this week. It's the fucking minor league. 
over. He's been oh, playing PJ the entire year. He's been here all year. Yeah, but he's been also the uh, the OWGR takes it way too far back as well. It's just a flawed system. Anywho, and that's for another show. <laughs> all right, all right. So now we're on to my midfield. Yep. I think uh, this just should come as no surprise. I'm keeping it pretty high in the midfield, but at 37 to one, I'm taking Cameron Smith. Interesting. I like that. He's an Aussie. He's used to playing in the wind. He's got impeccable short game. I thought about him as well. And uh, I think he's I, he performs well in majors too. So like I I don't I think it's as simple majors as that. Or but major. his haircut is so bad. What do you mean? He's played well at the, at the Open. He's good. He's played well at Lynx courses. He's he grew up playing sand-based soil and grasses. I just can't think of his finishes like good finishes besides that Augusta right now. Because all you guys fucking care about is the Masters. That's not true at all. That's not true, but also the Masters is great. It's, it's better fine. than fine. It's fine. <laughs> it is fine, and it's also better than fine. Because if you're better than fine, you're also fine. That's true. It's like the rectangle and square analogy. Yeah. At Port Rush, you got T20. Hmm. You could so lock he... that in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't see much further i would have to go further back um owgr only has port rush because we skipped the open last year dumb again cam smith 112th stroke gained off the tee it's okay. not not super great look at this this is the metric that i've chosen what to was, uh shane lowry <laughs> better than that <laughs> oh you know Shane Lowry. Well, well, well. Shane Lowry. <laughs> How the turntables have turned. <laughs> Shane Lowry's strokes game was 0.79 over, and Cam Smith's is 1.84. More than an entire strokes gained over Shane Lowry. He is a fucking. Has, uh, Cam Smith won a major before. Has Rom won a major before, Dave? Oh my god! Uh, are we talking about Rom? I'm just sick of these like. If you're if you have a single major, you're better than everyone who doesn't have a major. You're sick of them, huh? Like, is that is that is that your argument now going forward? Are you are you telling me I'm just, that Dan, Danny Willett is better than John Rom? I no. am simply talking about the two guys we we each picked. And no, no, was, no. It wasn't just two guys. You've used this twice now with with, with Shane Lowry. Yeah, you're against Sungjae now against Cameron Smith. You're just you're just trotting this thing out. Yeah, I mean, you brought fucking Sungjae out of the clouds. No, they're the exactly the same odds. The odds. Yeah, you brought him out of the clouds. No need to bring him into it. We're I was saying that someone else with the same odds, I think, was a stronger bet. And I stood by it by fucking betting against you on it. All right, Cam Smith. Cut, just plain and simple. Easy choice. Like, everything lines up for it. Um, my other midfield pick, Tommy Fleets. Tommy Fleets. I thought about Tommy Fleet as well. 55 to 1. He's finding his form again. Look, he's a really consistent driver of the golf ball when he when he's playing well. And yet right now, he's losing strokes off the tee. Like, that's not like him. So if he can turn it around this week and that becomes normal p- driving for him, all of a sudden he becomes this monster strokes gain against everyone else in the field. So my bet is of, of the mindset that He's going to find something on the tee, and the rest of his game is going to stay the same. So you're betting that he's going to find something <laughs> no, off the tee on the longest <laughs> golf course on tour in the wind by the in ocean. the rest of the year, he hasn't been hitting well. I mean, it's your logic. I, I, I get it. He's losing .01 strokes, so he's right. at average. Yeah. And he's usually gaining strokes sure. off the tee. 
So this like, just it, feels like a weird weekend to pick him. To you know start who was also me. losing strokes off the off the tee recently? If you just were taking a month span, Rory. And then he found his strength with his sure. driver right again, and all of a sudden he's obliterating. Well, Rory people was again. purposely changing his driver swing, so it, it it I don't know if Fleetwood has done that or his driver has just been bad. Like Rory was intentionally trying to get longer, so that fucked up his driver. Fleetwood seemingly has just been trying to play his game, and his driver's been bad. I don't really think anyone could say what he's trying or doing. Yeah. No one's paying that close of attention. He to also Fleetwood. went through an equipment change this year, and he missed a ton with COVID being overseas and all that. So he, I mean, he's he's looking for something, and he could find it here this weekend. Who knows? Just something that historically has been a strength of his is something that's hurting him right now. Yeah, and he was, and he's recently he fu- was playing tailor made drivers though beforehand wasn't he probably yeah he, could, he was yeah so it's not necessarily an equipment change for his driver right but all the other 12 yeah, but we're clubs. talking about off the tee yeah, right? yeah, yeah the i he's historically played well on conditions like this and he seems to show up at majors sure so that's why i'm going with tommy fleet sure i don't think it's a bad pick. i'm a tommy fleet burned me in fantasy last year and he's I'm still grumpy. I understand. That's my two midfield picks. All right. So we're on to the dark horses now, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. I have two of these. I, I will say that it's, it, no one's picked the same people yet so far. That is shocking, honestly. But um, And I guarantee you guys don't have these two guys, so we'll probably oh, keep that alive. Just wait. Don't you make guarantees like that. Although this is the most amount of players that are left. I pick right yeah. after you yeah. say yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think between I think between one, the, the field from one to 100, like 100 to one, is still like, I think only like a quarter of the field versus everyone who's left. Yeah. So it's Yeah, like, but how many of those lower tier guys, like super lower PGA tier professionals? Actually... I picked one, all right? <laughs> Oh, cool. All right. So starting off, this will come as no surprise. At plus 12,000, I have Mr. Gary Woodland. I fucking knew it. I knew you knew it. (laughs) This is my guy. Look, he's won by the ocean before. (laughs) He can play a low ball. He can play a low ball. I like the Gerdog. He's finding form again, too. Yeah. Terrible pick, but it's fine. <laughs> Look, this is sometimes you got to pick with your heart. No, I'm. I, I really don't think it's that bad of a pick. Yeah, at, at 120 to one, I feel pretty good about it. I think it'll be interesting. I always like to be rooting for Gary, and uh, so that was my first one. I don't know if y'all want to dive too. Much. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about guys. What was are, what was his odds? Uh, plus it's 120 to one, so plus 12,000. And you're calling that a stretch. Didn't we say it was over a hundred? It is, but you're saying like you're really digging to the bottom of the barrel. Like he's at the top of that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. No, I'm not gonna pick the bottom guy on the list. I don't have Y E Yang. <laughs> if anybody wants him, he's out there. He's won there before, dude. Yeah. Not at that venue, but I he's won the PGA championship PGA before. Championship. Took it from Tiger. Yeah. yeah. That's true. He's got the same odds but as VJ Open. <laughs> totally different event. Um, so the next guy I have in this category, not just like a specific open venue, but like just any open it's venue, just the open. like the old course, yeah. <laughs> wide <laughs> open, <Yeah. laughs> like completely different game. No, so I'm going with the Gerd Dog, total homer pick, Kansas City boy. Um, the next one I've got is uh, one Ryan Palmer, 
I feel like he's been playing pretty decent this year. Grew up in Texas. Rep in Texas. He's played in the wind. He hits a pretty long ball as well. There's just something about Ryan Palmer that I do not jive with. <laughs> you know what? He won a tournament with our guy John Rom. Yeah, that makes me dislike him even more. He's been playing really well. Yeah, he's in good form. I think he's got a good shot. Again, this is total long shot. I think what makes me dark. don't like him is at the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine, he got a captain's pick, and I just was like, why the fuck? Fuck! Did Ryan Palmer get a captain's pick, and I hated him ever since. Well, okay. <laughs> He's also twenty seventh off of stroke scanned off the tee, which felt meaningful to me as I decided that's what I was going to base my picks off tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think fine. Yeah, that's what we got. Dave, all right. Take us. I guess it's on me. And my first one will come as no surprise to anybody. It's my boy Rick. My boy Ricky Richard Flowers. Look, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Do your your spiel. So he may not be in the best of form lately, but look at the value. We were just talking about with the guy Kid picked. Like, yeah. Fleetwood's drive might just change. Ricky might just change his entire game. entire game. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll stop wearing orange. (laughs) No, no, no. no. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone can control their ball flight, it's the boy Rick. Is it right now? It is. He can do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I don't really have to say much more. How have the majors treated him in the past? Pretty fucking well. Okay? Have they? Yes. N- not recently. <laughs> They've treated him well, though, in the past. Um, I have a hard time betting anyone who didn't actually qualify for the event. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the One thing you can lean on with Rick is that if there's a premium on being able to play well around the greens, that portion of his game has still stayed relatively right. And um, he put strong. the fucking Scotty back in the bag. He's still losing almost a half a stroke he put on the it greens. Back in the bag last week, man. How did he pl- how did he putt last week? I don't know how he putted last week, but maybe he was getting reacquainted. Like Ooh. this past week at the Byron Nelson. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll look it up. And see see how it how it went for the guy. Played well on Thursday. Look, relax. I mean, he missed the cut, Dave, because <laughs> he didn't play well on Friday. Well, it's <laughs> that's, that's, that's that day is equally short. important. <laughs> yeah. Well, if All he right. plays like he did on Thursday, a bunch of days, he'll be doing good. Okay, let's see how how, how strokes gain putting. I'm looking up right now to see how Rick did strokes game putting. Listen, it doesn't matter how he did. He's gonna do just fine this week. I'm still scrolling. Oh, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't register because he didn't make the cut. Mm, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's flawed. Eh, not really. I think it is. If you're trying to get stats, it seems like they're bad enough. You shouldn't worry about it. I mean, I th- I think you should shit. be able to find it. I just don't know why I can't. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll pull. It 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 don't matter. Uh, his strokes game putting right now, even w- w- with the recent week, uh, is is bad. Uh, his approach game is bad right now. 
Um, the only part of his game that you can say is decent is his strokes gained around the greens. And that's possibly uh, the part he can lean on. And at least he's not hurting himself off the tee. He's gaining 0.3 strokes. Um, altogether, it's his putting and his approach game that's kind of tanking him. But I think, you know, Rick has the potential. Um, I've been waiting for it all season long. Uh, hasn't really showed up for me. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll find it this week, and he'll finally get that first major. That's this is a, a quote from Rick. Um, it's via Instagram. I was gonna say it's from their group text. It's uh, via Instagram. Um, it's a picture of him and his wife next to a private jet and their Mercedes. And so they're wealthy. Says, uh, we have the air and the land covered. Love the partnership we I'm have sure with both Wheels Up and Mercedes-Benz USA. <laughs> I know it's been a rough road for a while, but thank you, oh, as well man. as my other partners, for the continued support. Time to get the putter fired up, and we have a week at the PGA Championship. He's managed to commercialize even... His kind of like apologies about you his just said recently. I'm sucking at golf, but at least you're I, still giving me a private jet and a Mercedes Benz. All I heard I've is been struggling his... at golf, and here's four <laughs> sponsor shots. Crazy outs. people are still giving me a ton of money. All I heard is he's getting his putter fired up, and that's what I'm looking to see this week. Look, I fucking need him to get his shit together, <laughs> so like I'm all for it, but. God, that was we'll like see. Bryson level of sponsorship plug. That was brutal. Um, so you have Rick, and you have another one, right? You yeah, I do have another one. I'm done with Rick, so go ahead. My second one is the boy Harris English. I knew it. Whoa, the guy that you drop like a bad habit on your team. Uh, yes. Old habits die hard. He has been flushing it for two weeks. So Dave's like, hey, ooh, <laughs> come on back. Harris, come on home. The word on girl. the street is Harris is back to flushing the ball. So, you know, we'll see how Brian Harmon plays. <laughs> <laughs> he usually plays well at majors. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Harris could play decent this week. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> And that's really all I have to say about Harris. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. All right. I mean, right on. <laughs> I mean, usually we get a little bit more out of people making their... Yeah, I mean, uh, usually we do, but he's fucked me this year in fantasy, and I, you know, I don't, don't want to talk about him. Maybe like maybe Harris can give his putting to, to Ricky, because Harris English is actually putting decently well this year. Um Maybe he can green mile for, for Ricky. Uh, Ricky, like I said, put the Newport back in the bag, and he's going to be putting just fine. Okay. Just okay. fine. <clears throat> what was uh, what was his uh, odds, Harris English's odds? No idea. I'll tell you. So you didn't even care about the value of the pick. You're just, <laughs> I'm picking him. He's 140 to 1. So yeah. you picked a guy who's 140 to 1, then you picked a guy who is 100 and. 60 to 1? Is that right, Ricky? Mm. 160 to 1. So, yeah. You got 140 and 160. So, and then yours 
Gary Woodland would was I bet a dollar to win 160 on one, the Fuck yeah. yeah, I would. 120 and 180. Fuck yeah, I would. All right. Um, all right. So my uh, lower odds bottom field pick at 160 to one is Alex Noren. Hmm. Alex Noren has been playing decent golf recently. Actually, he uh, he's played recently uh, <laughs> that just passed at the Byron Nelson. Uh, was in contention for quite a while of the tournament until KH Lee just fucking put the pedal down. And uh, so Alex Noren, notoriously the Shaflin King, has a low-ass ball flight, <laughs> and I've seen him just absolutely roast some gnarly shots underneath the wind stingy. at uh, ACC. So I, I, if he's in form right now at 160-1, to 1, like – I think he's great value. Like I, I really do. Uh, to me, he's right up there with the best of them in terms of can flight the ball. And if if he if he finds form out there and he's staying underneath the wind, I think I think he's not a bad guy to 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 root for or bet bet for. And he's pretty good on the greens too. Yeah, it's interesting. We've been talking everybody pretty much. We've been talking about their ability to flight the ball in the wind, but it sounds like the wind is going to be kind of mild this week so it's interesting that we're all well they're they're saying they're saying 10 to 15 in the nearby town which means means it's probably double it's probably 30 double around the coast and gusting up there two 300 mile per hour winds yeah some cat fives out there (laughs) um and then my other uh bottom field pick is the canadian mackenzie hughes adam hadwin hmm Mackenzie all the way down at 390 to one and people might be asking me it's kind of a long shot isn't it well yeah it is a long shot but it's great value because he is really good around the greens and he's not hurting himself off the tee he's average off the tee his ball striking is average as well but if you're missing the green whatever you're you're good around the greens and then his putting has been solid so to me, I'm kind of covering the other approach to playing well on this course, which is like if you can just kind of just scramble your way through scramble it, scramble your way through it, and hold on. And for maybe one life. of these play styles is going to work out for somebody. Yeah. So that's not that's about all I have on Adam Hadwin. He, he's a pretty forgettable player, but he might forgettably just find himself into the top twenty. Okay. I wouldn't lock it in, but I think he has the pieces to make it work. Possibly, Would you lock him in for a made cut. No, <laughs> but he's he's three. So you have he's, a lot of confidence. He, but he's three ninety to one. Yeah, like I mean, if if a ton of value if, there. If it was, do you want to put? I mean, but he wouldn't lock him in for a made cut. So I mean, I wouldn't lock there? anybody in the the dark horse category in for a made cut. Who who would you lock in your guys for a made cut, Dave? I'll lock in Rick for a made cut. Right now, I got a ten spot on that all day. All right, I have ten against you for <laughs> the fucking Sungjae versus Shane. Shane Lowry. Oh, Shane Lowry. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know what I'm. Yeah, doing. and you got ten on me for Rick to make the cut. Yeah, deals. All right. Um. So that wraps up the top, mid, and bottom field uh, picks. I think one clear honorable mention right now, which I think is, it would just hurt to not mention it. Uh, Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Uh, the guy always shows up at majors. He's the highest performing strokes gained in majors of the last like four years. Yeah. And then he's the highest performing strokes gained right now, just flat out. And no one's close. Um, 
the guy who used to hold it, your boy John Rahm, has dropped down to fourth in strokes gained. That dude is in a spot right now. Um, Rombo's going to be just fine. Yeah, we'll see. Neither of you guys picked him. That just shows a lot of confidence for your guy that you guys think is your favorite. Look, I was counting on Dave, who's taken that altar (laughs) to lock him in. I would not be surprised if Rombo did it this week. Did y'all see his... uh, his club sponsor mix-up he had yeah, the last Taylor week. That was thing. very funny. Yeah, but Xander plays well at he plays well at opens, and uh, he can do anything with the golf ball. He's really long off the tee. Can flight the ball really well. He, every part of his game is strong. He's gaining nearly a stroke putting. He's gaining over over a stroke and a half tee to green. Everything else is almost a half stroke or more. Like and he's long overdue for a major i mean he's still young like he's not i wouldn't say he's overdue but like he's just put himself in the position more than anybody else right that's what i'm yeah but that then gets you to this situation where it's like would i lock xander in for a top 20 top 10 probably top would i lock him in 20 definitely would i would i say he's gonna win it god he just feels like he's gonna get another like second yeah, a solo second like a salty three or two yeah <sighs> But I would love it if he won. I'd yeah. be really hyped for him. I think he would absolutely deserve it. Um, and he's playing, I mean, statistically the best golf right now. So uh, I, it'd be crazy not to at least mention him. Do we Dave want- has been just straight up dead silent after I talked Shane and Rom. Scary. Some s- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but any, any honorable mentions? Yeah, I mean, for me, the one that's obvious that we didn't talk about that I would imagine most of the golf world is talking about when you talk about the longest course ever on tour is the big golfer. I have him in my fades. Yeah. I, I just don't like him. (laughs) Um, but it seems like if I had to guess what ESPN is going to be talking about on Wednesday, it's Bryson DeChambeau going into the longest course in major history. Could he lock one up? We'll tell you next after this ad from me undies. I just don't, like how he uses his length. Yeah. I think he should be taking <clears throat> taking advantage of being able to use clubs that other guys can't use as opposed to just trying to rip his driver. And I think it could yeah. really favor him in that regard. But, but would uh, it be cool for his brand to be the guy that hits two iron as long as driver? I'm like, not that's not the brand. About, I'm not worried about his brand. I'm, he uh, clearly is. I don't know how much he really is worried about his brand either. I just think he's an interesting guy that is, I don't know. I think he's very much worried about his brand. Like kind of is half of the reason why he says the shit that he says around like science. Yeah. And all of his. I don't know if he's like, man, I need to think about my. Nutrition and protein shakes and shit. I think he's just that guy i don't think he's like i need to do this for my brand i i I think he does but okay anywho that's my honorable mention your honorable mention was bryson yeah Mm. feels like do you have one to be mentioned an honorable mention yeah i think mine's gary player (laughs) (laughs) oh god are there a lot of trees on this course no there's none Which he would hate. My uh, my honorable mention is Gary Player, the Black Knight. Um, oh no! Live long, live and prosper. I was gonna say, are you trying to butcher a Star Trek quote right now? Wow. Uh, got any fades? Anyone that you're fading that most people like going into this event? 
I don't know. My my heart says to fade Rory, to be honest. Um, just because he's the favorite. Your heart says it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I just really want to fade Rory right now. <laughs> I'm just looking at the list, and there's not a lot of guys I want. I it's mean, so easy to fade the favorite, though. I mean, I like... Know. Well, I mean, look, it was on the spot. <laughs> That's... I don't think DJ is going to do good. Yeah, with the injury thing, it's pretty easy to fade that. Well, I picked him, so <laughs> I probably wasn't going to fade him while I, I picked him. I'll fade Brooks, too. Oh, yeah, easy fade. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brooks is the easiest fade in golf. I've got two clear fades, and uh, it's John Rahm, which, I mean, come on. Yeah, it goes I without mean, saying. Like, okay, what what... What are you trying to do right now? He's trying to put a fight with you, Dave. <laughs> Why are you not fired up by that? Like, what, I mean, have you completely left? No, no, no. I'm still 100%. I am now. Look, my role in this podcast is just to kind of echo y'all, and Dave has decided to take up the. Uh, I haven't decided to do anything. I've always been a ROM guy. I know. I know. But you... You just vacated the room. No, I... up with his look, bold personality. Yeah, he's just louder than me. <laughs> I still love ROM. I don't think there's any reason to fade him whatsoever this week. I think there's a really good chance he walks away with his first major this week. A really good chance. Didn't even bring his name up. <laughs> no. This is true. No. No, I did not. You are correct. I don't know, just every podcast so far has always kind of come out to being like, Dave is really like, I'm putting my chips into the, I'm sliding them in for ROM, and you kind of been like, look, I root for him with my heart, <laughs> all right? So and not I. your wallet. No. Just all I know is that ROM is the number one player in the world. See, and then I don't want to be tied to that bit. You don't Rom, have to be tied to anything. ROM is man. playing great golf. He's my favorite guy to watch on tour, and I think he's got a good shot. Rom is now the third player in the world, and he isn't even really that close to second. Well, All I know is that he is got. Listen, I've said it a hundred thousand times. I know. He's got the most talent out there. That's not even true anymore. Listen, <laughs> I don't know if you have heard Max Homa talk about Rom, but he has good things to say about him. Max has good things to say about <laughs> I was gonna say, everybody. Has Max ever said a bad thing about anyone ever? <laughs> but, I don't think so. Well, what he did say is that they were talking about hitting fades and cuts and draws and hooks. And he's like, when you have a guy that hits primarily a, uh, a cut off the tee, and this was all stemmed from Rory now hitting cut, and he's like, and you ask them to hit a draw, it, you can tell. Like, if you ask them to hit a draw, you can tell – it just seems weird. It's not their natural shot. He's like, but when Rom hits a, you ask him to hit a draw, it seems nice and cleaned up, a nice little one or two yard draw, just perfect little shot. And that's because he's the best in the fucking world, kid. Yeah, he's not though. He's... By by no metric at this point, you have nothing to lean on for that. <laughs> I got my gumption. He doesn't. He has less majors than Shane Lowry. He's oh he's like fourth in strokes gained in the world right now well shy of Xander Shoffley, and he's third in the world. Like, Rom is an elite golfer, but he is not the number one player in the world. He's not the best golfer in the world. The only one that might get over him right now is Spieth. And I'm only saying that because Spieth is my boy. So it has not, none of this has to do with objectively <laughs> No, this is anyway. not facts or reality. <laughs> anyway. It never has. 
You, that's true. You've Damn never it. actually said that it's based in facts, which is our mistake. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we should know better we by now. We shouldn't have assumed that it would be based in reality. Yeah. Um, the other person that I'm fading is Colin Morikawa. Yeah. Defending PGA champion. Uh, he's 28 to 1. I, ah, I don't know. I mean, like, look, he hit an amazing tee ball on 16. To win that PGA, go ahead. I, I, I just like this course definitely does not suit him. It, I think that. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Before you keep going, he won the tournament whether he hit that shot on sixteen or not yeah. at, at TPCRM Park. And any course, if but he's playing well, momentum, suits. It was a momentum changer. Sure, but so you can't take away from hitting that shot like that gained momentum for that round and it helped him come home strong i'm just saying ju- if he like it wasn't the deciding uh, well, reason yeah and why i'm certainly wanted. not saying that he w- didn't deserve to win that tournament or anything like that i just i certainly would not be picking him this weekend i mean first firstly i i'm not i'm i'm saying i'm fading, i know, I know I'm but just, i just wouldn't go down the blasphemous route to say like th- like a course isn't suited for colin morikawa because at the end of the day like I think with Colin, he can get tee to green on any course. It's a matter of if his short game is there. Dialed in. That's really what it is. Yeah, I mean, you, it, it's hard to argue and with. I think he's one of the best putters in the world. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm looking at minus point six two yeah. strokes in the green. <laughs> I mean, technically, he is one of the best putters in the world. Sure. Solid. Nice. Yeah, so Colin Morikawa... You're bringing everyone into it. Colin Morikawa is the second best player in the world, Tita Green. So as Dave said, he is going to get to the green better than anybody statistically. Except except for Justin Thomas. Except for JT. So... No, John Rahm is fourth, and he's a solid... Yeah, but this week he won't get better than Rahm. Okay. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I, I think if Colin Morikawa could have a decent putting week, then he'll be in it. But I, I definitely don't – I'm not hyping him as much as I think as a lot of people would be with him being the defending champ. And, I mean, look, he can play He can play in the wind. He has a very dependable cut. Like, he can flight the ball. He's a great iron player. Like this. It, go, it all goes without saying. You can make a strong argument for him playing well there. I just am fading him. Yeah. I agree. Um, that's, that's everything I've got, man. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this week. I, it's the most excited I've been for a PGA in a hot minute. Yeah. I would agree with that. Could not agree more. But yeah, I mean, if we don't got much else to talk about. Oh, it's time. What, for fantasy God. talk? For fantasy. Wow. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it's like you said <laughs> and the only reason i say is because i'm trying to do a points update and i'm trying to say what the team matchups are for this week i like that i do i do so I if people gonna... aren't interested in fantasy which they probably aren't um except for people in the fantasy that are listening to this <laughs> including the people in the fantasy that are sitting at this table <laughs> yeah I mean, we can go through it quick no 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 no, no. i'm totally kidding to... Drain the lizard real quick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe just don't. Go ahead, I guess. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. All 
All right. I'm I'm here solo vamping here at the podcast. Um, we've got two fellows heading out their different ways. Oh, it looks like Ryan's staying. Okay. No, I was just trying to let Dave get out. These are close quarters in the pod room, and so I figured I'd give him some room. Okay. I mean, I feel you on that, man. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, let's pull up the fantasy. It's been an interesting year. Um, we've got a lot of head-to-head, so for everybody who is still listening, which, wow, um, uh, <laughs> The way we go into majors is it's the number one seed gets a buy, correct? And then we've got head to head. No, from, no, there's no. Uh, we're, we're not doing buys anymore. No, yeah. With so the we new have, field. Yeah, yeah, we have ten people in the league, so there's seated matchups for everything across the board. Ten um, versus one, and so on. Yeah, exactly. So right now, what I'll do is I'll first do a a, a points recap for the league. Um, in the uh, in first place. We've got bitch tit, bitch tit bandits at uh, 42 <laughs> points. Uh, this is TJ's team. Uh, TJ doesn't watch golf. TJ <laughs> didn't know anything about golf until this thing started. And he's still... And he's dominating. And, he, and, he, he, and he's still in the first place spot. He isn't dominating anymore. Okay. He's been playing... He, his team has been kind of, kind of midlining uh, recently. Hasn't been doing much of anything. Um, he's been ha- hovering around 42 points for quite a while now, and but he's only one point shy or one point away from the second place team, which is um, Tyler's team. Oops, Daddy's home at 41 points. Uh, well, I want to say one thing about uh, TJ's team is that he is getting lucky as shit because Billy Horschel does not normally produce like this, and he is going to stop producing like he is, and he's going to fall to the back of the pack. Because that's what his team deserves. Because Billy Horschel, Matthew Fitzpatrick, all these guys. Jason Kokrak. The Cockring. They all fucking are going to fade. They're not going to do well for him. He's riding this wave that is just a false reality. It's not real, at least in this timeline. The timeline we're playing fantasy in. It's just a fucking, it's, it's a sham. It's fucking just not going to fucking survive. I know he's not going to win this shit. I don't think he's going to win this league either. I, I, I think it's to be commended that he assembled his team and they're playing this well. Um, I mean, he was a guy who stuck yeah, by. Yeah, it's a fucking luck. I mean, the team does not deserve to be where it is right now, nor should it have ever been in this position it's in now. I mean, you have to tip your hat to a guy who chose Takumi Kanaya, dropped him, Trade no. to get, trade to get him back. Held on to him for two months. Dropped him, and now Kanaya's in the field this week. He doesn't have him on his team. I can only say that that is more evidence to the fact that it's just fucking luck. I tip my hat to this fellow. <laughs> Kid just likes the fact that TJ is in the league, which I do as well. I'm fucking glad and happy. He has a dynamic that is awesome. He actually c- talks and adds to the group message, which more guys should do um but i don't like his team i don't think they should oh be in the it's full of the only person on that team that i like is sung jm yeah i don't think they should be in the position they're in right now and i'm not gonna back down from that stance they're trash and the i only didn't say guy i liked, liked his team the only thing that i mean the kid is right the panda is the only cool guy on that team and they definitely they're gonna fade and they're gonna fade fucking hard and that's all i have to say about it 
I, I look. I don't think. I don't think his team's gonna win. I, I don't. I think his team is trending on the direction that I would expect his team to trend on. You can probably pencil in Patrick Reed for a few more top tens. Um, he might scare a few people at a, at a couple majors coming in. He might even show. I mean, look, Patrick Reed can shape his ball really well uh, off the tee, and he might actually show something this week. Who knows? Um, He's got a good short game. Patrick Reed also plus thirty seven hundred this week. That's scary good value, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, no, it is good value. I I think for me, Patrick Reed has got to show me something uh, kind of mentally that he. I feel like he's kind of lost recently. Sure. Um, well, he just did that he crazy golf digest bit about how he doesn't like being the bad guy in golf and. Seemed like he was trying to win some. See, people I think that's back. the direction that I don't want to see him going yeah, down. No, I think it. Well, firstly, I don't give a shit what he does. <laughs> I actually hope he fades into oblivion. But the the more point being is that like I think his game was thriving more when he was a villain, like when he was vilified for sure, and when he was the Winter Soldier. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, the the biggest thing is he seems to be he doesn't thrive when no one's talking about him. So uh, this rebranding that he's trying to go through is interesting. Uh, anyway, so I jumped down from TJ's team to Tyler's team. Oops, I home in second place. Only one point off, 41 points. His biggest performers are Hideki with his Masters win, obviously. That got him fucking 10 points. He only has 11 points for his team. Winning majors is big. Yeah. Very big. Points Massive. are doubled. That's where like a lot of movement happens, which is more reason why I don't think bitch tip bandits are going to be sticking around like this major season we get a major every month yeah like this is where things are going to start getting pretty crazy um so you know i think there's going to be quite a bit of shakeup. yeah this week uh, i would be surprised if Oops, we have, we home have has jt they have jt hideki abraham answer brendan todd will zalatoris and lonto griffin abe a guy not brought up during this podcast about kiwa um, has a good ball flight for this course. Not necessarily the longest dude, but not short. He's either. gonna hit fairways, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I think he definitely. You could lock him in for a top twenty. <laughs> you gotta quit locking dudes in. He's plus forty eight hundred. <laughs> he he's that's a good value pick. I wouldn't lock sure. him into a top twenty, but it's, a, it's an interesting pick at top twenty. And he was in contention at the Masters for a while, and then he kind of faded. Correct. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I will take a better Abe answer versus Shane Lowry if you want. Dude. What? Who was talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're cruising down the, yeah. the, te- the team in the bronze spot currently. Kling's Dynasty Jesus. at 38 Fuck points. off, Kling. <laughs> uh, Maybe the only person still listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got leading this pack. He's got Kamor Kawa at 12 points. Followed by Mark Leishman with 10 points. The leash. Who really underperformed for Dave Put last year. Put the dog on the leash. <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen, a solid performer, 7 points. And then the Oost. <laughs> uh, Tyrrell with 3 points. Uh, and Tommy Fleet with 3 points. He's got Ian Poulter as well on his team, but he's only at negative 2 points. A lot of Euros. Points. The Poulter guys. But everyone on his team is in the field, which is good. That, that is helpful. <laughs> It I mean, also could sometimes, be bad. Sometimes it can hurt, but I, you know, Ian Poulter tied tied for seventh yep. last time I played in there in 2012. I mean, that was only nine years ago, 
So, and the yeah. Poulter also could think of this week as a Ryder Cup. Like, he could totally trick himself. Like, they played here, and I'm just going <laughs> to channel their spirit and redeem for I them. unfortunately read an article about it's a good idea to pick uh, European Ryder Cup guys this weekend with the wind and the, the format, so... Maybe the not format. the format. <laughs> not the format. The wind. And Jesus the conditions Christ. and it being yeah. kind of lengthish. Yeah. <laughs> the format is way The format different. will just be individual say, best ball. I would say if you, you for want, this weekend, gentlemen. I wouldn't say you want to pick Europeans. You probably want to pick someone who's from the British Isles. Uh, some, something that's going to be more reminiscent of Lynx Golf. But like, it, I would be like, you know, Henrik Stenson. Yeah. I'm going with Henrik Stenson. Yeah. Like, I would pick someone from. Even though he has contended at you. Yeah. At, at, at Open. Would you say in the United Kingdom? Well, I'd said British Isles because Ireland isn't part of the United Kingdom. Hmm. This is now a geography lesson brought to you by Kit. And I also realized that Shane Lowry is not from Northern Ireland. He's from just Ireland. Correct. So it wouldn't have my plan. <laughs> my plan. <laughs> anyway. You, uh, you damn kids. In fourth place. My plan. In fourth place at 36 points, Dave's Dreamy Dudes. Uh, your top earner on your team is John Rom, with 16 points. Who would have thought? Naturally. Kidding. Uh, your next performer, Corey Connors, 11 points. My Canadian Maple Leaf. Uh, your next performer, Joaquin Neiman, 7 points. Mm-hmm. Your next <laughs> That's per- like the first one without a nickname. That you He's my spicy Chilean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Brian Harmon, one point. My cool, calm, collected, fucking big putter, having small jock wearing. Wow. Poultry guys. <laughs> Poultry guys. Um, <laughs> Did you just call him the small dick version of Ian Poulter? <laughs> um, Mackenzie Hughes, minus two points. I uh, He's not on my team anymore. That drop was made. It's the Cameron Trangall. No, you still have Mackenzie Hughes in your team. No, I you do dro- not. You dropped Kevin Kisner and Harris English. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. I, I do have Mackenzie Hughes. No, Mackenzie Hughes you put on the trading block this week yes, and got no what, response. That's what happened, yes. <laughs> no, you didn't put him on the trading block. You offered a trade <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes for Ricky got, Fowler. Listen, you got no other offers, so... Because Ricky's garbage, and nobody wants him. Yeah, but guess who wanted him? You, but you offered also garbage back to me. <laughs> yeah, but there was no offers. You know, at least you got an offer. I, I, okay. He's going to stay in that house. Listen, he can drop him and I'll pick him up and drop my hands to you. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. I, I wish we had like a bench spot. I could just put Ricky on the bench. We could do an injury. A bench spot would be fun. It would just be a lot of tracking and upkeep through the season. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then at zero points, Cameron Tringali for Dave's team. That's his uh, active lineup right now for uh, Kiwa. Uh, I apologize to Mackenzie Hughes. Still part of yeah, the that's fam. Not, that's not the best chemistry in the locker room. <laughs> You're still on our team? What? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be in Atlanta? <laughs> and yeah, we traded you for a seventh round Listen, pick. man. I think that should go as a sign that you need to fucking step it up. I mean, it's fair. I'm it's sure. True. And then there's kind of a steep drop off from fourth to fifth. I feel like there's a clear yeah, there's a big Yeah. Yeah. It drops 10 points to 26 points with Mitchapalooza. Uh, that's one win in a major, though. That's that's all true. Like, majors and can Sam be Sam Burns is on a heater. Yeah. Sam Not Bur- that Sam Burns is going to do good this week. I'm just saying he's on a heater. That all being said, he's been 
fucking murdering the yeah. golf ball. And he's been like, yeah, it, it, he might play well. He, he can keep the heat going. Um, but his biggest earner on his team is Xander Shoffley at 12 points. And I feel like he hasn't even gotten win. hot. I feel like he hasn't yeah. even gotten hot this season. The Shoff dog. It's true. <laughs> um, underperformer on his team right now, Brooks Kepka. Cupcake. He got him in the third round, though, right? Second. Second round. Mm. Yeah, second pick. Um, Brooks, man, he's in my wolf pack, and I just... I can't believe that. That's really off-brand. I wouldn't say it's off-brand. <laughs> I just think it's just like, sometimes you got to keep your wolf pack just up to date. He's and, just one uh, of the guys I love to hate. That's fine for you. Yeah. Um, I've been a brooks fan for a long time and if he loses it to portnoy does listen, he is he out of the wolf pack yeah oh and portnoy's God. in the wolf pack. <laughs> that is 100 oh, percent uh something that will happen brooks so you better listen if you lose to portnoy portnoy's in the wolf pack and he might give me more wins than you and he probably has some dogecoin for you oh <laughs> i don't Doge. i don't fuck with doge <laughs> um yeah he also has an underperformer right now for his team, uh, I would say Max Homa. Like, he got him late, but, like, he got... Right after he picked up Max, Max didn't really do much. Yeah. He picked him up after his After win. the rear. After the West Coast swing. Yeah. That's after, a bad time to After the Max. West Coast swing, and Max had, like, I think three top tens right before it, and then he won. And he hasn't done too much since. Um, it, which, the West Coast is home But, I mean, Max. at the end of the day, like... In this league, if you have positive points from somebody, then like you're in. Honestly, you're in a good zero spot. points is a good player on a team. I, I wouldn't say that, but it, it's it's at least they are a player on the team. Though. It, at that point, as he picked him up off the waiver wire, right? It's so a getting, getting getting positive points from something that you pick up is is definitely a positive. Yeah, it just depends on what you're pu- pulling them from. Um. He also has two people earning the same amount of points for his team that I don't think people would have expected at eight points apiece, Ryan Palmer and Sam Burns. Yeah. Palmer's going to fade. Sam Burns, I think, is going to do some good for him this or year. Or Palmer could top 10 this week. As you going to someone... lock that in? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that we made picks like an hour ago and Ryan Palmer was on my list. Anyway, that's his squad. Xander, Brooks, Adam, Max, Ryan, Sam. Uh, it's just a very generic list of white people names. You might say Xander and Brooks. Brooks, Adam, Ryan, Sam. Uh, anyway, uh, down to the uh, sixth position. We're now in the uh, the bottom half of the league. Uh, Hales handicap hunks. <laughs> I mean, I I wanted them to do well for Haley, but I don't want them to do well because of Bryson. Um, who was supposed to be your top earner who really isn't doing much for her. Yep. I mean, he's earning the second amount, second most points for her team, um, but he should be earning more, obviously. Um, but her team has pretty much stayed at the exact same like amount of points for like a month and a half now. Yeah, which... they peaked early. I'm going to DM Bryson and tell him my philosophy with his game and be like, listen, man, what is it? Take the driver out of the bag entirely out of the bag yeah you can be hitting driving iron on all these holes and just be hitting fairways for days so you don't want him to ever pull driver no need okay 
her her, te- her team's <laughs> you could not even earner. muster a response. Her team's highest earner is Daniel Berger. Um, Daniel. Uh, he he <laughs> he took Bryson's top spot for highest earner on the team ter- highest earner on the team this past week at the Byron Nelson where he top tened. Um, the next best earner after Bryson, Daniel Berger, Paul Casey at seven points. Um, the vet PC himself. Yep. Uh, negative three points for Jason Day. I Jason D. I could have called that. At Jason W D Day. That's right. W D every day. I couldn't have called this two points for Russell Henley. D- did not did not see that coming. I'm shocked that he ended up on her team. Anyway, uh, Si Woo Kim four points for, and he was a late season pickup. Yep, or I guess later later into the season pickup. Um, so that rounds out her uh, rounds out her team. She had to do a lot of clawing back after She's thinking about getting rid of J Day. I think she should think about it. He's at my hard guy to get rid of. He's got the potential to be great, but also the potential to be shitty. Well, it's not potential. We're seeing it. <laughs> he could potentially be shitty, though. He could be potentially shittier. Exactly. Um, and then she, you know, she cut Adam Long out like a bad habit. Um, he was at minus four points several weeks back, and then she lost her Masters matchup. So like, she just got some big negative figures on her board. I know that life. I know what that's about. So you know, I respect her hustle, and she's trying to you know get her team back into it. I would say if she's trying to move J Day, she should try to probably move J Day soon. Because uh, if if he's if that's someone that's someone Jimmy would easily pick up. <laughs> your mic's off. I was gonna say your mic. Hello, hello, up. hello, hello, no, hello. Still yeah, it's mega off. My mine is on. No, none of that. No, mine's definitely on. Yeah, mine too. Oh yeah, you're both off. Hmm. Hello, hello. No, you're hello. going now. Okay. What about you? Hello. Am I in? Am We're I both out? in. I think We're yeah, both you're, in. you're both in. <laughs> I don't know Sorry for the there. technical difficulty, people. Well, this is just a at-home operation. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, Haley's team. Hopefully, they they bounce back. I think she can make something happen with a, a person instead of Jason Day. I think there's still some there's sol- solid catches out there, and she's only used one of her drop and pickups. And she can try to shop J Day around. I know the life of trying to shop around a, a, a has been. It, it's 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 a, it's a tough experience. Um, you're still on. <laughs> um, he was doing it out of frustration of him talking oh, shit about gotcha. Rick. Oh, yeah. Um, moving what? down to the seventh spot uh, is Ando's team, our, our the previous season's winner. Um, his highest earner is Cameron Smith at 14 points. He's up there near the, the Rom and Speed yeah. territory of points earners. Um, I think this could be a big week for him. I, I had him as one of my picks. Uh this could be his week. He might jump from, tw- you know, fourteen to twenty-four points, and all of a sudden, Ando's squad is coming back. Um, Ando's squad, to me, kind of strikes me as someone who just isn't really paying attention. Um, your vibes on Ando. I mean, it t- to Cameron Davis to me was an interesting pickup, and it's minus three for him, and uh, I. I I don't know. His his team isn't screaming out at me. It sucks that DJ isn't doing enough for him. He only has two points for his team, but it feels like he's not getting the most out of uh, out of Tony Finau either with only nine points. Tony Finau strikes me as somebody who should have like 14. forty points. Yeah, forty. Yeah, second place at every event. 
Okay, your mic is now the yeah. opposite of, of off. <laughs> it's not off. It's very loud. <laughs> I'll keep some distance here. Um, yeah, and then she's got Bubba, who's got two points for her team, which is better than Sergio, who's at zero. So, I mean, his team, they just, his team strikes me as a team that, like, is it might start charging soon. Yeah. Because um, they've just been in fucking neutral. Cameron Smith's the only one who's been trying to carry his team. Um, moving down to the uh, eighth position in the league is my team, Javi Bones. Um, my highest points earner is the highest points earner in the league, and yet I'm still in eighth with the best player in the world, Jordan Spieth. And, uh, I mean, I mean, God damn it. Is he just not incredible? <laughs> it's it, it's truly just a sight to behold to just see that large. Eight. Jordan Spieth has more points then my team has points. It's 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 pretty wild. Yeah. Um, my next best earner, the chef, the fucking chef, cooking up nine points for my team. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. Uh, Rory finding form again. Got his got his win got uh, the week before last. Yep, he's at seven points now. If he finds his his form and it continues to be a heater, my team might start charging. Um, this is where my team gets bleak, though. This is where my team gets bleak. <laughs> Nobody else has positive or neutral points. Uh, Ricky Fowler, minus three points for me. Francesco Molinari, minus one points. Carlos Ortiz, minus four points for my team. He picked up Carlos Ortiz, too. The issue, Carlos Ortiz <laughs> has gotten T21 like three times I don't since I think picked him that, up. I don't think I ever thought Carlos Ortiz was a good idea to pick up. I, don't, I, th- I feel like the whole time I've been like, Carlos Ortiz, wow bold strategy cotton and you'd be like he's the central american speed or whatever north american <laughs> he's from mexico Se- wait is that Se- not part of central america no it's mexico's part of north america, north america. but also speed is the north american Spieth. but I- mexico is part of central america no it's not, no, it's not. what is central america what? then south of south of mexico, <laughs> mexico. Are you so South America is part of Central America? NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, is between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Also, no longer in existence. I, yeah, but I'm just, as, as a as a <laughs> yeah, indicator, no, it's a, it's a I think that it's Mexico down to just north of South. It doesn't America. matter what you think. Dave. It's what's reality, <laughs> and reality is wrong. That seems in to be your case. stance on a lot of things. Yeah, because. You know, things can be wrong. They can't. North this America. Is not one of those we're, we're doing this. North America is made up of the United States, Canada, Greenland, Mexico, Haiti, Cuba, Panama, Jamaica, Costa Rica. Did you say Greenland? Yes. Did you say Mexico? Yes. Also, yes. Bullshit. It just is not. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not know that about Greenland, though. Did you know that, Dave? I have. I find more offense to the Mexico statement. <laughs> no, that's totally what I was asking. Definitely part of Central America. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At least in my opinion. Definitely in your opinion. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, moving right along. <laughs> and I even think Central America is like just kind of like this gray area that you just throw in there. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, objectively, it's just North and South America. Yeah, and, like, it's the All of Central Panama America and, is part of yeah. North America. Yeah. So that's the geography lesson for the day. <laughs> for Dave. 
Um, I've completely lost where we are at. Uh, we are on uh, my me, team, right? We're coming up to my team. Uh, yeah, so Carlos Ortiz was the lowest point turner for my team. He's missed the top 20 like three times since I picked him up, which is a br- br- He also brutal. must have missed some cuts. He did miss some cuts, Dave. Thanks. At least four, maybe maybe three. Probably four. No, he's at negative four points. So, he, <laughs> oh, well, I, I I think he missed a cut at the Masters. So, well, and that also factors in who did you drop for him? I d- those points hang with him. Mm-mm. No, no, these are just Carlos Ortiz's missed cuts. Cam, gotcha. I I dropped Cameron. He's good. I dropped Cameron Champ for him. Gotcha. And Cameron Champ missed three cuts in a row when mm-hmm. I started the season. So I was like, okay, this is not good. Yeah. Um. But then I replaced him with Carlos Ortiz, who then followed up by missing some cuts. So I've just—it's been rough, guys. Yeah. And then I dropped Jewel Damon for Carl, Francesco Molinari, and then he wins two weeks later. <laughs> yep. So it's just kind of. And Cameron Champ almost won with uh, Tony Fino at the Zurich. Yeah. Yeah, that's just my life. Um. Anyway, so that's my team. We're at sixteen points. Uh, we lost our Masters matchup, so that was another negative five points. And I. God, that still bothers me that me and Clint had the same amount of points, and he and I got the same amount of points in the Masters, and he won his matchup, and I lost my matchup. That's how it works. <sighs> anyway. Um, Are all right. you going into this week as the upper matchup or lower? Me? The lower matchup. Definitely lower. I'm eighth in the league, Dave. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Now into the ninth spot in the league, Ryan's team, long and straight. You've got your highest points earner with Webb Simpson, your number one pick at eight points. Underperformed. I was expecting <laughs> slightly more. Debatably. He hasn't even got to his best part of the schedule, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, so he's going to start earning some points later on. Yeah. Dave's losing his mind right no. now. I don't know. <laughs> um, what's that course with the lighthouse? Harbortown. We yeah. already had it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good course. It's for not Webb. his only course that he's good at. <laughs> yeah, but he's... Like you're haven't you saying he hasn't come into the stretch for good for him. He 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 plays well at some courses at the beginning stretch of the season. He plays well in general. He's a very good golfer. I mean, also yeah. Sawgrass. Like, I mean, he's just not playing. Good like this he said, year he's underperformed. He he's missed the cut a lot at Sawgrass. He just won it that year. Yeah, like he did win it one year. Yeah, is there an echo? In here? I was gonna say. I feel like we're in a cave. Um, your next highest points earner is Kevin Na at five points with a salty win. The Na dog, yeah, in uh, Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, hasn't done much since. <laughs> hasn't done anything since. Well, he's like missed cuts and then gotten some top twenties, yeah. but he hasn't gotten you it's any more net points. Neutral. Um, your next highest points earner with one point is Gary Woodland. Yep, who's who going to be putting points on the board this week? That's cool. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, your next highest earner is Matt Kuchar with zero points. Underperforming as well. Matt Kuchar. Uh, the, I'm actually kind of surprised that Kuchar didn't get you any points this past week because he was he went into Sunday in the second to last Wasn't group. Wasn't he T3 or something? Yeah, he went to the Sunday in the second to last group. And uh, Yes, he did. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to look up what he shot in his last round. It was not good. He shot a 73. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. Um, so not ideal for, for Kuchar. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Tyler McCumber 
we haven't had you on the podcast since you picked up Tyler McCumber. Um, could you explain uh, yeah. that to me? He slammed his finger in a window and then At shot Riviera. six under. Yeah. yeah. And th- that's that's all you that need was to it. see. Look, we were in a state of panic. We honestly, we had a Lee Westwood situation happening. Uh, and, so you've had you've had a Lee Westwood and now a Tyler McCumber situation. You had a Lee Westwood situation. Yes, which where I he didn't dropped. play, and then he promptly got two just t- lit two, the fucking two, world on fire. Two solo seconds. Yes, and then his top ten twice since then. Yes, that's a, correct. And then Tyler McCumber was your your. There's a lot of windows out there. Your answer to that. Look, Dave. Yes. We we're not feeling good. We're not vibing. I'm sorry. Two top twenty since then, not two top ten. Yeah. Anyway, so he, but he would have earned you six points. Yes. Oh, but he missed a cut at the Masters. So yeah. Four points. And then I actually won my Masters matchup yeah, too. So, so that would have points. been a yeah, negative nice. five. So yeah, net positive. Great decision, Ryan. Thank you guys. I, well, I wouldn't in an alternate universe. <laughs> I think he still would have been net positive with him. Had you done that? Because Tyler Cummer is still minus one point for your team. And Lee Westwood for... Lee West is on the next team now. <laughs> yeah. The next team being we'll, the last place team. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, and then you have one guy left in your team. Uh, yes, one do. Matthew Wolf at negative four points. And you haven't even thought about trading him or dropping him or anything. Look, Matt Wolf is going through it right now. He's not somebody I want to drop because again, I guess you could trade him. I could, but I don't know if there's much value out there for him. We haven't shopped him yet. I, I still. Well, have, I can offer you someone on at his level. If you Carlos Ortiz say, is at negative four as well, and if you'd be interested in possibly doing no. a okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to offer me Richard Flowers, and I was going to say no. No, Ricky's outperforming Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah for now. <laughs> He's got a hand issue. He's going to be fine. Yeah, Ricky's got an everything issue. Yeah, but his isn't an injury unless and yeah, he's we're still talking about him. brain injuries. Anywho, um, Matthew Wolf, not doing great. I, I think there's he was only- my third round pick. I was uh, expecting great things from him, and. Uh, He's not doing hot. He's uh he's coming into Tommy Fleetwood territory where you're on my shit list <laughs> real quick. Um okay, now moving down to the final team <laughs> in our league. It is Jimmy's team, the Longfellows. He is once again <laughs> at the bottom of our league. I don't know how Are he you does about it. To cry? <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he continually manages uh, to perform Jimbo. this way. Jimbo. He's at two points, guys. Two points. Two. And we are through, let me get this number correctly. A lot. We are through 19 weeks. 19 opportunities for your team to earn earn some points. More than two. Um, If I were Jimmy, I would do everything differently. I <laughs> would <laughs> maybe just not join next his year. Highest, his highest points earner is Victor Hovland with nine points. His second highest performer is Justin Rose at four points, and then Dave's boy Shane Lowry at three points. The most surprising thing about his team is that Patrick Cantley only has two points. And if I were to advise Jimmy, I would be putting Patrick Cantley on the trade block because he has so much upside, but he's not performing for your team. I'll Jimbo, Hughes right I was going to say, we can talk about a Matthew Wolf for Patrick Cantley situation. That's the dumbest I've ever heard. Which Patrick one? Cantley is a- Mackenzie Hughes or Matt Wolf. 
Fucking both of those. <laughs> Patrick Cantley. Fuck you. He should be looking around for underperforming number. Like right now, Dustin Johnson for Patrick Cantley oh is my a fair God. trade. No. What do you mean? They have the same amount of points right now. They're not in the same universe, though. What are they you talking are. about? Yes, they are. Mm. Who has DJ? I'll, I'll I'll do a bet right now that Patrick Cantley outperforms DJ this week. All right, put a 10 spot on ten it. 10 on it. Yeah. I got 10 on it. <laughs> Welcome back to the musical section, <laughs> folks. You've made it full circle. Um, And then he has at... A smooth zero points, Lee Westwood. We found we've rounded back to Lee Westwood. Here's the thing about Jimmy's team. Jimmy's a really big fan of picking up other people's players <laughs> and then realizing that that was probably a mistake. You down with OPP? And he didn't pick up Lee Westwood after Ryan dropped him when he started going on a heater. He picked up him up after he went on his heater, then got cold, and then his he one up Lee. heater of the year <laughs> or of the decade. Um, and then, uh, he, uh, he also felt like it was a good idea to stick it out with Dylan Fratelli until he got to negative five points. Um, you know, that's an interesting choice. I did say Dylan Fratelli was a good pickup at the draft, but had I, would I have picked him up? Maybe. Would I have stuck around with him until negative five points? Probably not. Will I stick around until negative five points for Carlos Ortiz? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sure will. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm running out of at drops and pickups, so at a cer- certain point you gotta wait until you, you see some gold. You gotta, um, but I give credit to Jimmy's loyalty because he has a player on his team that's at minus six points and is the league's <laughs> lowest earner, Jeez. and that is one Ches Reevy. <laughs> I don't really have much explanation for Does this. Does Jimmy still I, know I, that he's on his team? I, I don't. I don't know. But I think if there's a if there's a if there's a red flag if there's a flashing <laughs> light it's it's that right there. Um, I I just I I don't get how Chez is still on a team in this league right now. I, I just don't get it. I can tell you it's someone who's not checking his text thread. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, no one's talking about Chez Reevy like <laughs> for good reason. He, here's here's Chez's last. Ready for this? Here's Chess's last 13 starts. Miscut, miscut, T67, miscut, miscut, T16, hell yeah. Miscut, T49, miscut, 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 miscut. miscut. <laughs> Seems Chess like a good. problem. Um, Dave, Dave just put in the group message, uh, Jimmy, what's the deal with Chess? Are you looking for a pickup, Dave? You looking to trade? Because <laughs> no, I just want to see if he responds in timely fashion to see if he's paying attention to the group. That. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the league. Uh, that was uh, 10 to first. And now uh, we'll do the revert. We'll do top and bottom match-ups. seedings for the matchups. For the PGA now we will go back through them for 10 to first. <laughs> Here comes another 30 minutes, Clint. Listen up. Uh, all right, so Bitch Chip Bandits are taking off or going against the Longfellows. That would be Patrick Reed, Sanjay M., Jason Kokrak, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Billy Horschel, Brian Stewart versus Patrick Cantley, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Ches Reevy, and Lee Westwood. I believe... I'll take Jimmy on this one. <laughs> I mean... I think Victor Hovland could win this thing. Yeah. I think Patrick Cantley is un, like underrated in this event. Get yes. at me about Matthew Wolf. He's 
He's remarkably good around the greens this year. He just needs to find his form tee to green that he normally has. Um, and then the next matchup, the second seed versus the ninth seed is Oops Daddy's Home versus Ryan's team. Longest I'm straight. coming for you, Hoover. <laughs> JT Hideki, Abe Answer, Brandon Todd, Will Zalatoris, Lonto Griffin versus Webb, Matthew Wolf. Jimmy has just Gary responded. Woodland, Matt Kuchar, it's been a Kevin matter. As a, that was under a minute. Maybe. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and Tyler McCumber. And then he said he's trash. <laughs> so obviously, Jimmy doesn't have a lot of faith in Chez. Just but enough he will, to keep he, him he, on the team. He will not drop him or add. I respect it. Um, the third seed versus the eighth Hold seed. Hold on, you didn't even name my team off. I did. I did name your team off. Well, you rattled off all of Tyler's players. I rattled off all of your players, too. But I'll do it again. Carry on. No. Webb Simpson, Matthew Wolf, <laughs> Gary Woodland, Matt Kuchar, Kevin Na, Tyler McCumber. Are facing off, and I'll do this again too. Kuchar. JT Hideki, Abe Answer, Brandon Todd, Will Zalatoris, and Lonto Griffin. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the third seed versus the A seed is Kling's Dynasty versus Jobby Bones, my team. I don't know who to pick on your matchup, to be honest. I like me. I, I like you too. Wait, the longest straight versus Oops Dice Home? Yeah. JT Hideki, Abe Answer, Brandon Todd, Will Zalatoris, Lonto Griffin versus Webb. Wolf, Gary Woodland, Matt Kuchar, Kevin Knott, and Tyler McCumber. <laughs> you don't You're have not to sure. laugh. <laughs> You're not sure which team to go with. Listen, I was just trying to be nice. Be supportive. <laughs> All right, he's a team player. Okay. Um. Now, Jimmy, I told Jimmy, what's your plans? <laughs> I said, Jimmy, what's the deal with Chez? He said, he's trash. I said, what's your plans? He said, what do you mean? <laughs> so Jimmy has had no thoughts of Adam ever dropping, dropping Chez Reavy. What are you going to ask him? Like, is he, is he staying? <laughs> is he on the is train? He should be as vague as possible. Just ask, is he here to stay? Um, so, yeah, so Kling's Dynasty versus Jobby Bones, my team. It's Clint versus me. I actually feel like this is good vindication because Clint and I were tied in the same position in the league going into the Masters, and he lucked out by getting the fucking better team, even though we performed the same way at the Masters. So it's now a matchup, and I like this. Colin Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Louis Ustazen, Mark Leishman, Ian Poulter, Kling's Dynasty, versus Jobby Bones, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Francesco Molinari and Carlos Ortiz. You will win that hands down. Uh, I mean, whew, I got Ricky. I got Carlos Ortiz and I got Frankie right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'll see if you need some, if, some guys to not get negative if there's points. One guy you don't have to worry about. It's Rick. Jesus Christ. Okay. Right on. Um, <laughs> I hope so. I will worry about him, but I, I'm hoping he pulls. Well, you don't him. have to, cause I just said you don't have to. So, okay. Um, four seed versus seven seed. Dave Streamy Dudes versus Ando Squad. I was against him at the Masters. John Rahm, Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman, Mackenzie Hughes, Brian Harmon, Cameron Tringali. Mm-hmm. Versus Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Cameron Smith, Bubba Watson, Cameron Davis, Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia is the second highest strokes gained off the tee right now. Tony Finau roasts the ball. Dustin Johnson, theoretically, if he's healthy, should play well here. Dave, are you worried at all? Bubba Bubba Watson, really good off the tee as well. Bubba Watson can suck it. 
How are you feeling about your matchup? I'm feeling just fine. I think Brian Harmon's going to show up. I think Jesus I, Christ. I do. Your response? No, I, I, I think, that is Brian Harmon. <laughs> I think Brian Harmon, Joaquin, and John Rahm are the guys that are going to have to do their best for your team. Corey Connors, man. Dude, look, in the same way that you're pretty sure the bitch tit bandits are going to fade, I'm pretty sure Corey Connors at some point is going to fade. Is Maybe it this week? Until next year, he might. <laughs> but this year, he's going to hold strong. All right. All right, we're moving on to the final matchup. Fifth seed versus sixth seed, Mitchapalooza versus Hales Handicap Hunks. This is Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, Max Homa, Ryan Palmer, Sam Burns versus Bryson DeChambeau, Daniel Berger, Paul Casey, Jason Day, Russell Henley, Siwoo Kim. I think, and this is going to be kind of an interesting take, but I think Haley's got it. And here's my reasoning for it. They just have to beat Xander Shoffley. <laughs> and as long as Xander doesn't win it this week, I think Daniel Berger and, believe it or not, Siwoo Kim are going to get it done for Haley's team. Siwoo Kim, he plays well at Pete Dye courses. He, pl- he can play a low ball flight, and I think he's going to sneak into this week. Sneaky good. <laughs> so top 20. Yeah, I think he can get a top 20, maybe Lock even it a top in, 10. Dave. Listen, I've locked in a lot of things. I'm not locked in. I picked Daniel Berger to win it. I think Daniel Berger can play well. And then if Bryson can do what Dave says and, you know. Two iron all day. Just play play the game that Dave wants him to play. He, <laughs> uh, he might come out with some points for that team as well. I'm, I would be surprised if Brooks makes the cut this week. Yeah. Um, Ryan Palmer. Also picked him. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I think Sam Burns will make the cut. Yep. Um, Max Homa, he may make the cut. Um, Adam Scott, he'll make the cut. The dude just shows up at majors. Yeah. Um, but as long as Xander doesn't do what he always does at majors, I think Haley's got a good shot at this. But you could pencil Xander in for, at the very least, a top 20. I would say top 10. You could book it. I mean, I would agree with you. I don't think he's been outside the top 10 in the last, like, seven major starts. Yeah. But, you know, you can't keep doing that forever. But we'll see. I think he's – you can't sleep on him. But we got some interesting matchups. I think they're all relatively close to for Ryan's. Um, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> no. Ouch. I, unfortunately, here's the deal is that, like, TJ's team should fade, right? Like, they should kind of slump. But he's getting – Essentially five free points <laughs> this week because Chez I said I think Jimmy's going to win that. Is Chez even in the fucking tournament? He is. Yes. <laughs> so that's just minus two at most. So he needs he needs Victor Hovland and Patrick Cantley to show up. He needs which they could. To. Well, Cantley hasn't yet Westwood this year. Might show up too. Yeah, he missed he missed the cut of the Masters. Yeah, but he can fucking flight the ball and it's windy. This is a long course for Westwood. Westwood hits the ball far. Mm, Not really. No. Yeah, he does. No. He does. Anyhow. Based on what? Based on my knowledge and my expertise. Chaz Reeves at eight fifty to one to win this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that seems generous. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's generous. He's just shy of the PGA professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is. Um, yep. Yeah, so that, that wraps up the fantasy. 
Um, I think we're in for a really interesting great major, which is surprising to say for the PGA Championship. And we have a new swap trade coming in from Jimmy. <laughs> oh, God. He is God. trading out Ches Reeve for Chris Kirk. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. It. Going Just with the go. alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, recovering, man. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Harsh. <laughs> That's just the only narrative. Well, it's I know also of just him. facts. Hey, I'm, it, it's not a bad pickup though. If we look at the last six starts for Chris Kirk right now, at the last seven starts, Pebble Beach Pro Am T16, Arnold Palmer T8, Players T48, Honda T25, Valero T6, RBC Heritage T7, Valspar miscut. But if you forget Valspar, that's a solid string. Yeah, Chris Kirk also plus 19,000 this week. So, significantly better than Chess. He upgraded. He yeah. upgraded. He upgraded. Now I like him even more against fucking TJ. The The question, though, becomes... <laughs> Who wants Chess Reeve? Chris, <laughs> nobody. He's he, going to he, stay he, on he, the fucking way He line. went from Chess, who was 850 to 1... To Chris Kirk, who was one ninety to one. Yeah, so that's a he he leap in the bound like six x his percentage of performance (laughs) there, which was a decent pickup. Yeah, we wish you well, Jimbo. Way to go! Glad we could talk you into it. (laughs) Oh, you have to confirm it, kid. There you go. All right. That's it, folks. We came in under the wire. Yeah, thanks Just for shy listening. Of five hours. Um, yeah, I know you. Whoever's listening now, uh, I guess you are really invested into our fantasy league, and we appreciate that. I hope a work lot. is going well, Clint. Yeah, I hope you're having you're selling some fucking boats, Clint. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been real. Always fun. Always a pleasure, boys. But uh, we'll catch you next time. It'll probably be uh, for the open. Maybe. We're not going to recap the PJ Championship. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably recap the PJ. <laughs> so and we'll see y'all in a week. Yeah, we'll see you guys on this Sunday. Or in probably. a month. Who knows? We'll see you guys when we see you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, peeps.